0: going to start today's episode with a quote from leadership expert, John Maxwell, regarding the relationship between success and significance. And he said, I I know a lot of people who believe that they're successful because they have everything they want and they've added value to themselves. But I believe significance comes when you add value to others and you can't have true success without significance. Well, welcome to the Attain Your Purpose broadcast with Rick Dolezal and Eric Metz. And we've been talking about success, and Eric, we're going to take things one step further and develop the next level, the level even beyond success. But before we uh, dive into our content, uh, we've got a couple of things to review. We always have a challenge, and we want to review what we challenged you to do last time, and we hope you did it. The challenge from our last episode was to pick an area of your life, and it could be from the dashboard of your life, which is on a previous podcast. We'd like you to sit down and process how to apply the 10 elements of success to that area. And if you did that, how did it go? If you didn't do it, it's still up on our website, so we'd love to have you relook at that and and redo that exercise if you were not able to do it. And number two, we'd love to have you rate and review our podcast. It helps get the word out. It helps influence more people to live on purpose, and it makes the world a better place. And we might highlight you on a future podcast if uh, you write a review.
1: Sounds good, Rick. Thanks for the intro. And we're going to kick off our discussion today on significance and, and success and the relationship between the two. But we want to start with success because that's where we left off on our last podcast. And we really know that everybody wants success. People talk about success. But I believe many people don't realize there is more to life than just success.
0: Eric, let me tell you a neat story with regard to uh, success. There was a minor league baseball team I did some work with just recently. And I I noticed that they called up a player. He had just come in from college and they had signed him to uh, play for the team. And this was his first time playing for the team this first night. And I noticed this player was out by the dugout, at the end of the game, signing autographs. And he signed autographs for as long as there was a line. The line went away, and and he finished signing autographs. And you know what? He did that the first night, the second night the third night. He continued to do that the whole time he was there. And I was just so impressed with this young guy. Matt McLean was his name. And Matt McLean played in single A baseball. And for those of you who don't know baseball, there's typically single A, double A, triple A, and then players go to the major leagues after that point. Well, Matt McClain was in single A last year, and they typically spend a year in single A, a year in double A, a year in triple A, and then, then may go to the majors. It differs sometimes, but that's a usual path forward. And uh, Matt McClain was in Single A last year, and and this year he was actually called up to the majors. So in one year he made it to the majors, and I can't but help to make the connection between the way this young man was raised and his ability to be others focused and to do a very nice thing for the fans, for the young kids that were uh, signing. He was signing autographs for, pretty impressive. He obviously was a. Comes from good parents and was raised very well, but he was sincerely others focused from the first day of his playing baseball. He was out to give the fans a, a wonderful experience, and he certainly did. And I can't help but see that you know he's made the majors this year, and he's doing very well, hitting close to three hundred already, and uh, that's pretty impressive that uh, this young man has done this in just one year. So uh, when I hear of significance, I think of wow, this guy came in came in with an attitude. And that attitude was, I want to bless other people. And that
1: really is what significance is, is really others focused. It's really focusing on what matters, what's going to love people, impact people. It's life changing. It's others oriented. I would argue it's also a growth mindset. And it really is focusing on what's meaningful, what has depth and importance. And really, it's that next level of success that is life-changing and I would argue is important. Success is good. Don't get us wrong. This is like the next level beyond success. And significance is really getting to that place where you're giving back. And just like Matt McLean's story, we're giving back. And and we want to make sure that we are communicating that in our podcast, that success is awesome, and that's what we want everybody to pursue.
0: But there is another level that is game-changing and life-changing. Hey, Eric, when we first started talking about success and significance, I, I really was more on the success camp. I was interested in having that in, in what I was doing. I was interested in that very much in my career, uh, which is now, uh, I'm in the second phase of that with uh, really retirement. But I really wasn't with you in terms of the significance. I thought it was a very nice word and I thought we could uh, uh, talk about it. But I tell you what, since we have been talking about this the last several weeks, I'm on board. I mean, it is so neat that yes, success is great and it's more individualistic, but significance is adding that meaning to others. It's really focusing on others, just what God would have us do in in that second commandment where he told us to love God and then love our neighbors as ourself. So this is really the next step. This is like uh, uh, one time I heard somebody say to me, uh, I was telling them the golden rule and they said, okay, that's great, but do you know the platinum rule? And I said, no, I, I don't know that I know the platinum rule. What's the platinum rule? And they said, well, you know how the golden rule is do unto others as you would have others do unto you. And the platinum rule is do unto others as others had would have you do unto them i mean that really takes it one step further you've got to understand what others may want and try to prescribe that so this is really something that we i believe we all need to hear god is asking all of us to to minister to other people and do it in ways that they may appreciate and you got to know that any little thing that you do for someone even if they don't acknowledge it they know if you open the door uh, when you're at a fast food restaurant for someone, you smile at them and say, hey, have a nice day. Uh, they appreciate that. They might not tell you that they appreciate it, but, but they do appreciate it. So Sometimes we, we say significance and we think we mean significant, uh, but uh, se- significance can be little tiny things that are others focused that you do for others. They don't have to be large in, uh, in quantity or in, in scope, uh, any little tiny thing if it's done for others, is in fact significant. So so that's uh, that's what we're talking about. And we hope, uh, we hope you get as excited as I have the past couple of weeks, as, as Eric and I have been talking about this topic. And, and Eric, you're going to go into some specific ways. We've really got some very specific, this is kind of fun. Uh, we're going to go through ways you can actually do this and a framework to allow you to get better at this. And Eric, why don't you start us off with that? Yeah, sounds good. I really got a lot of the significance
1: perspective from John Maxwell, the guy that we had quote at the beginning, he calls himself an inspirational teacher. And I just love that instead of an inspirational speaker, he's an inspirational teacher. And he's taught me a ton just indirectly through his books and everything. And this concept of significance really came from him. And uh, we're going to focus on these four different areas to seek significance, S-E-E-K. It's an acronym. We're going to break down that acronym and just give you a framework to really go off of, to really evaluate your life, to focus on significance and, you know, go to that next level beyond success to truly make an impact and change the world, change your life and change other people's lives. So we're going to start off with the S. It stands for Strengthen Our Relationship With God. God is eternal. God is the one that created us. Having that relationship with Him is eternal, game changing, and impactful. And by having a strong relationship with Him, it not only makes us better people, the best version of ourselves, but we also show up for other people and can impact them in ways that are literally eternal. We do believe as Christians that we are going to live an eternal life with Him. But we're also going to live life with other people in the new creation in the age to come. So as we impact relationships now, it can have a ripple effect for eternity. And so having that focus on significance and strengthening our relationship with God can really make an impact and go a long way.
0: And, you know, one of the neat things about this is you can ask God to help you have a better relationship with him. It's not all on you. <laughs> yeah. um, he That's made us, point. this is not a surprise to him. And if you don't have a good relationship with God, he's very open to you saying, God, I, I, yeah. I'd like to understand you more. I'd like to have a better relationship with you. You say you're there. Can you please be there for me? Can you help me? Yeah. You, you made me. Uh, these guys are talking about you made me, uh, and, and I believe you did. C- can you help me? You know that I need you. If, if you made me, you know what I need. And, and uh, so God is there, and he will help you have a better relationship with him. And some of the ways that God shows himself to us is through prayer, us uh, sp- uh, spending time with him. He reveals himself through prayer. In his word, uh, the Bible, there's a whole bunch of words there that uh, are very good and, and wonderful counsel. Even today, it's applicable today, so very good. Uh, journaling is, an, is something that a lot of people do, uh, that write down their thoughts, write down what God seems to be telling you, what down, write down what you're getting out of God's Word. Or meditating, spending some time with God, that's, that's along the lines of prayer as we talked about. Time in nature. So uh, God uh, works through seeing the beauty of his creation as well as circumstances. Sometimes, you know, we we have a fork in the road, we go A, we go B. Well, we might have some circumstances that might dictate to us. I think it makes sense to go that way. And then certainly other Christians. Uh, It's neat to spend time with other people that are very gifted in some areas that you aren't or don't have experience in, and just asking them, what would you do here? Let me run this by you and see what you would do. Again, the 50th verse of the Bible. Right in Genesis, the second chapter, God says it's not good for a man to be alone, and it isn't. It's good to throw some things out there, take him out of the dark, put him in the light, and uh, let other Christians uh, uh, give you some good counsel or get some good feedback.
1: And the verse that comes to mind too in this this S topic here of strengthening our relationship with God is seek first the kingdom of God and all these things, meaning like material possessions, uh, what you need, your provision, all that is going to come to you. So seek first the kingdom and all those things will be added unto you. And so seek first God, make sure your relationship strong with him. And again, you're going to live a significant life in light of walking with him on a daily basis. Next, we're going to talk about the E, which stands for, the first E, it stands for Excel in Your Relationships. According to Grace Blue Rock, a hospice social worker, hospice social worker. That's hard to say. Worker. Say that five times yeah, It fast. is,
0: yeah. Just call hospice, her an HSW. An you H-S- can't even say the H-S-W. HSW. Come on, man. We've been I, working on this all week. <laughs> We've been working on it. Okay, I, I, we'll give you a, one more try here. All right. According to Grace Blue Rock, a
1: hospice social worker. All right, I nailed it. You the name. following great. are Thank you. The Blue Rocks the would fol- be proud. The Blue Rocks would be happy with me. Yes. <laughs> the following are the nine most common regrets people have at the end of their life. So they've they interviewed people towards the end of their life, they ask you what do you regret the most? And here's the nine that they came up with as the most popular. Number one, they wish they had been more loving to the people who matter most. Number two, they wish they had been a better spouse, parent, or child. Number three, they wish they had not spent so much time working. Number four, they wish they had taken more risks. Number five, they wish they had been happier and enjoyed life more. Number six, they wish they had lived their dream, purpose. Number seven, they wish they had taken better care of themselves. Eight. They wish they had done more for other people. And number nine, they wish they had chosen more meaningful or significant work. So of those nine, four of them have to do with relationships. And I just found that fascinating that when you ask the people, when you keep the end in mind, when you keep, we're all going to die. Unfortunately, that's a sad reality. When you keep the end in mind, what are those people who are in that situation? What are they saying? And we can learn a lot from those people. And four of the nine things have to do with relationships. So this first E is, Excel in your relationships. Let's focus on relationships now. Let's not wait till we're on our deathbed or even even tomorrow. Let's just start today. Let's start today and excelling in our relationships, cultivating them to aware you're making an impact, you're building people up, you're encouraging, you are just pouring out love and, and taking advantage of the time that we do have to really connect with people and Make them feel better and you will feel better in in the long run. It's like, it's almost counterintuitive. You are going to feel better and happier and more joyful the more you give and
0: serve and love other people. And Eric, just to piggyback on a couple of things that this list says, I believe. Number one, it says that I hear a theme and that's really you're in control of a lot of these things. So often we think that life uh, controls us, but no, this list really says that you can control some of these things, your attitude. Uh, one of them says, I wish I was happier. Well, that's a, that, is, uh, that is something that you can control if you take appreciation in the small things or appreciation in other people, uh, that is something that you can control. So if you feel overwhelmed, and, and I get it, we've all felt that way, uh, my hope is that uh, you just take a step further and say, okay, I, I think I control this, I think I can help here. Um, and so uh, bottom line, these are things you can control. All right, moving on to our second E of seek the
1: significance, seek significance. The second E is exceptional attitude. We all we talk about attitude, the reason why is because it just sets the tone for everything. It sets the tone in your relationships with other people. It sets the tone in your attitude on how you do things, on how you carry things out. It is all about attitude and you know, we can't control what happens to, to us in our lives. But we can control our attitude and our perspective about it. And when we operate in a more positive, more ownership attitude, a more uh, proactive attitude, as Rick mentioned before, our lives will not only be different, but it will also impact those around us. Who doesn't like to be around somebody that has a positive attitude? Rick, he's got a crazy positive attitude. I love hanging out with him and, and I love doing these podcasts with him because every time we get together, I just leave feeling better about myself because he's just positive. You know, he's one of those things that stuck out to me when we first met was just, you're just a positive attitude. You have a go get them attitude. And it's like, I want to hang out because you're you're just attracted to people that have positive attitude.
0: Well, thanks, Eric. I mean, don't you, those kind of people are fun. We've mentioned before there's, I think there's two kinds of people in this world. Uh, Those that recharge you that you'd really enjoy hanging with. And then those that suck the life out of you, you know, <laughs> yeah. who wants to spend time yeah. with those kind of people, but man, it is, it's so fun to have other people recharge you. And you know what, you, what you're saying here is, is you're saying that it really doesn't take much. Uh, there are things that you can do very easily for other people. If your others focused on them, there's some techniques like uh, saying to someone, well, tell me more, uh, tell me how you did this. Uh, how was this like for you? Did you enjoy this? I mean, those are leading questions. People love to talk about what they're doing and they love it when you have an interest in them. And and uh, uh, it sometimes it takes a little bit of work. Uh, we love to talk about ourselves, but so do other people love to talk about themselves. So if we give them the, a moment in the spotlight, that's pretty kind and that's pretty nice. And really, they really do appreciate it.
1: And with a positive attitude, you gain some things and it's really, it's a two-way street when you have a positive attitude. Not only are you impacting and influencing other people, but It just creates opportunities. When you have a a good attitude, when you're around people and engaging, they want to have a good attitude back. They want to have a good relationship. So you build a relationship equity to where then you can have a deeper friendship, deeper level of of community. And then it also provides opportunities. So think about networking in the professional world or even in in just, you know, getting to know people. As you get to know them, as you have a positive attitude. You know, they're going to want to hire you if you want to need a job, like for example, or, you know, it just provides opportunities. Like people want to work together with people that have a good attitude. So it's, it's really contagious at the same time and really can be a catalyst for great results and a predictor of future outcomes as well.
0: Yeah. And there's a statement that, that goes in, uh, in the workplace it is more important how you do something than what you do what that really says is uh, it's is eric said uh, people, if they like working with you, they, they will hang around you. They will want to involve you on in different committees, different work groups, different uh, management teams, those type of things. But if they don't like working with you, you, may be a total expert. You may have all of the answers, but if you're a pain to deal with, people don't want to hang with you. They don't want to involve you in these kind of things. And, and oftentimes those people, frankly, don't get it. But w- we'll give you some secret sauce right here. These are some techniques on how you can be one of these positive, energetic people. Uh, say, wow, more often. That's what these people do. Uh, say the word awesome and say it just like that. I mean, who says that? Uh, or if, if you say incredible, uh, people just like to be around people with, with uh, some excitement about things. Or, or these people may say, well, I hit a home run. Uh, well, maybe you can say that. Or I'm doing what I've always wanted to do. Uh, just say that. I mean, there's uh, some things that you can say as part of your your conversation, your ver- vernacular, or you see in other people to identify them as positive people.
1: And you know what's interesting that popped in my head just a second ago as you're mentioning that in practical ways, getting sleep, taking care of yourself, you know, eating well, you know, just taking care of your physical body can help your mental Uh, State your mental uh, well-being and health, and so just by taking care of yourself, getting sleep, and all that can really help just propel your attitude and just your perspective.
0: There you go, telling me to go to bed earlier tonight. I hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if
1: if the well, if the shoe fits, wear it. But you didn't like me saying that analogy last time (laughs) I mentioned it. (laughs) You don't like wearing other people's shoes. No, no. Wear your own shoes. (laughs) All right. All right. Seek the Significant. The K stands for Keep Living on Purpose. Again, this podcast is about purpose, but it's focusing on staying in your gifting, staying in your passion element, staying focused on what God's calling you to do. And when you do that, you're going to be thriving. You're going to be thriving not only mentally, emotionally, physically, you're going to be thriving in your impact of other people, Staying on purpose is essential, and again, that's why we are so passionate about purpose is really when you understand what you're wired to do, what you're here for, what your giftings are, and you're operating in your giftings, you're going to maximize your impact on other people, and it's going to be meaningful, it's going to be significant, and the fruit of all that is going to be joy, peace, fulfillment, and freedom, which is what we
0: all want. Again, reminds me of the quote we started this uh, podcast off with today, Eric, and that's uh, you cannot have true success without significance. And if I put that another way, if you are going for success, that's great, and you may get success. That would be wonderful. But if you go for significance, you'll have significance, and you'll, by the way, get all the success you ever want to have. It's like focusing on money. If you focus on money and
1: just getting money, like, yeah, you may get money, but it'll be empty. But if you focus on impacting people, if you focus on doing the right way, having the right attitude, doing the right things and focusing on other people, the money will come and it will be more beneficial and you'll be feel better about having the money. Uh, how many athletes, how many famous actors, actresses, et cetera, have, 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 been quoted on saying, I thought I'd feel different when I got to the top, or I thought I'd feel different when I got rich, et cetera, or famous or whatever, but it's empty because it was about them. It's about themselves. It was a focus on themselves, like how I thought I would feel. But if they focused on other people, if they focused on building their teammates up, if they focused on, on really the things that matter in this life, I believe you can have success and significance. So they could be successful and have significance, and be full of joy, fulfillment, and peace if they focused
0: on significance along the way. You know, Eric, I hear you say, and we're not shy that we're Christians here, we take great delight, no greater joy than in hearing what God would have us do, doing it, and being able to bless someone, and then getting blessed by ourselves in the process. Uh, there is no greater delight in life than than seeing those moments, and they're so need to be a part of. And you know that you're doing the right thing, and you were touched by God, and that feeling is is awesome, and it's like
1: addictive. Once you start feeling God's presence, once you start feeling like you're in is in the zone, once you're operating in the significance arena, it is game changing. You wake up in the morning ready to live life. You don't wake up begrudgingly. You're excited about going and impacting other people. What does God have for me today? It's a great adventure following the Lord, and I don't do it perfectly by any stretch of the imagination. But man, when I'm operating and I'm sensitive to what he's saying and feeling and I'm I'm speaking life into other people and I'm teaching other people, because again, that's my purpose, when I'm teaching and helping other people become better versions of themselves, man, I just get lit up and have energy and I'm excited even more and just keeps going on and on, which is again why we have this podcast. That's why we're here. It's hard to go
0: to bed. It's hard. See, to go there's to bed. a great excuse yeah. for staying up a little bit later, Eric. Thank you for that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, no. That was true. you tricked me. On I that did, one. yes. So, Eric, this reminds me of a story. There is a wonderful lady at our church. Her name is Lisa. And Lisa calls me every once in a while to try to fix something at her house. And I'm happy to do that. She's just the sweetest, most appreciative lady. And she's just a person you enjoy uh, trying to help her solve a problem. And she called me and said, hey, Rick, can you fix lawnmowers? Okay. You know, let me give this a shot. Uh, so I went over there and, and she had some things wrong with the deck of her lawnmower. So I said, Lisa, I think you need these three parts. And if you could order them and call me back in a week, I, I think that that might solve your problem. So she called me in a week. She says, I have the parts. Can you come over? I said, yeah, I'll be over tonight to, to fix it. So I, I did this job and, and it involved something called a serpentine belt. And all you have to know about a serpentine belt is, oh my gosh, these are very difficult sometimes to, to put on mower decks. They, they they weave in and out and go a certain way. And you had to have taken a whole bunch of pictures beforehand so that you get this right. Well, I was praying really the whole way over there. God, would you please bless Lisa? not not bless me and make this job easier but please bless lisa just just fill this woman tonight just invade her with your presence just bless her like crazy so again i went to do the job the serpentine belt thing went very well these other parts are replaced the other ones came off the old ones came off very easily sometimes they don't a bold will stick or something so all the parts went on very easily. I got it done very quickly and I was amazed it was done so quickly. And I even got to the end of the job and I thought, wait, is there more? No, there isn't. This is, this is all the stuff I had to replace. So I called Lisa out because I didn't know how it worked before. And I said, Lisa, could you ride this mower and tell me if it works or not? So she got on the mower and she took a a, a lap around her yard and she comes back at me facing me Huge grin on her face, ear to ear, and her her hand was a thumbs up symbol. She was just delighted. And uh, it just made me feel so good. And she she came back and she said, Rick, this was great. She goes, I have an issue. And I said, what? She goes, I don't know how I can thank you. And I I said, what do you mean? She goes, I I really, I don't know how I can thank you. I am so appreciative of what you've done for me. I, I really don't know how I can thank you. And I said, Lisa, you know what? Here's why you don't know how you can thank me, because I'm not the one to thank. My prayer the whole way going over there was that God would bless you. And you know, he did. And he blessed me too. He made this job pretty easy with something that I thought would be much more difficult. But I really prayed that he would bless you. And he did. And I got a front row seat at seeing him bless Mm -hmm. you. And this was an absolute delight for me. So of course, you don't know how you can thank me because I'm not the one to thank here. Uh, I did a little piece of it, but man, I, I just really enjoyed seeing God work here. And really following Jesus is a one big paradox,
1: meaning you do one thing, which is doesn't seem like it would be effective, but it actually blesses you in the end. So for example, like you just described, serving and giving of yourself, your time, your energy, et cetera, you wouldn't think naturally that that would be good or you'd benefit from it but it's a paradox. Following Jesus is a paradox. When you give and you die to yourself, and you give to other people, you actually get back in return a blessing, an internal blessing a peace and a joy and fulfillment. And so just keep that in mind as you're seeking significance, as you're seeking things that are meaningful. Yeah, it may be upfront. You maybe get used to giving and serving and you're not used to that. Maybe it'll be a little hard at the beginning, but once you start reaping the benefits of giving and sowing, you're going to understand how impactful it is to truly live a life of giving and to truly live a life of significance. All right, so we're going to wrap things up today and we got to the challenge part of our podcast. The challenge is to step back and take at least 15 to 30 minutes and just prayerfully consider which one of these four aspects of significance do I need to take a step or focus on to develop further? For example, if it's exceptional attitude, let's say you wanted to focus there. It could be, I'm going to have a better attitude at work and I'm going to focus on building people up. Or if it's enhance my relationships or excel in my relationships, maybe it's just, I'm going to serve my wife this week. You know, I'm going to do dinner, say, or I'm going to spend time with my kids or be more intentional about spending time with my kids, something like that. That could be an example of what you could do for your challenge.
0: Eric, I like that challenge this week and and basically you're saying, hey, pick one of the four and Really hit the ground running. Uh, do something that's very applicational with regard to one specific area that might have touched you as we were talking about S, E, E, or K. Uh, and I like a concrete example. I'm a guy that needs concrete examples. Thanks for, for giving me one in uh, in your overview of that challenge. And my my challenge to you is that, that you do that challenge. Well, we've been sharing the relationship between success and then significance, but we live in a fast-paced, over-committed, fear-of-missing-out FOMO society that struggles with burnout. Well, you can achieve success and significance even with all your responsibilities and everyone demanding your time. This is one of my favorite topics, and we're going to talk about this next in our next episode, so be sure and listen. If you have any questions or want to share with us how this podcast has impacted your life or would like to contact us, we'd love that. And to do any of those things, please visit our website. That is attainyourpurpose.com and fill out the contact card and we'll reply to you as fast as we can. We would like to thank you again for listening and we hope you have a great day.